Let's get started, good people. Welcome to the second episode of the Armbar Chronicles with your boy, Young Smuff Diggy. Young Cliff. And it's your boy, Old Dash Demetrius. What's up, y'all? And we just, you know, we're still here talking mad cash shit about this good wrestling. Um, I'm going to put on this, uh, I guess, this new intro music that I'm trying to work with. I got it from my homeboy, Juice That Fool. I just wanted to shout my homeboy out, you know. Um, if anybody, whoever listens to this, if you want to beat, go to Juice That Fool. You may die because apparently when he works with, when he tries to give somebody a beat, they die. But that's neither... <laughs> That's neither here nor there. Hopefully, right. hopefully we, hopefully we don't die. We'll see tomorrow. All right, let's, okay. <laughs> let's get this show on the road. All right, I want to start off with the question of the week. You dig? All right. And this question is: I've been watching. I watched The Revenant for whatever reason. I guess to see Leo fight a bear. In silence for what was that two and a half hours and the question came up if I saw a bear what wrestlers entrance music would I use to calm the bear down I'm gonna let y'all go before I answer do you guys have any wrestlers entrance music that you would use to calm the bear down so he doesn't attack you for 15 minutes to an hour <laughs> you got this Beatrice well, I'm like seriously pondering over here exactly who you know what No, I'll take it I, I, I got one for you since we're going to talk about them later on Oh, whatever, whatever the D. I ain't meet, meet my leftists, bro. Uh, hold on. Let's see if we can get young Mitris back. That boy got bad internet. Well, that's what happens. Cochrane, Georgia. Thank you. Ah, he went offline. Well, hopefully we can get him back, but while we're waiting on old-ass Demetrius with his old-ass computer. What would you say, young Cliff? so old. This nigga computer is ancient. It just fell out. I'm, I'm giving good questions out here. My shit is a gateway. Go ahead, though, Cliff. <laughs> okay. I would say, since we talked about it later on, man, it has to be the Goldust theme, man, with the strings... And everything going, the horns playing. I think that that would be my personal choice if I wanted to. Yes, calm the bear, soothe the beast. That would be my. That would be my choice. All right. What about you, old ass Demetrius? Shit. Uh, with my old ass computer, I'm a. Uh, I don't know if y'all heard me, but I'm gonna go with HBK. Uh, you know, cause everybody loves that theme music. It's probably one of the best ever because he did it himself. So <laughs> I'm gonna go with HBK to calm the bear down and get him dancing. Word, that nigga might eat you because he's so excited. No homo. <laughs> All right, so I'm gonna go with Mark Henry's old theme music, the good sexual chocolate theme music. Oh, that'll get the it's bear. Boy, that'll get the bear real soothed out, you know, might fall asleep. I, I think I might save myself with, with Mark Henry's music. Mm. All right, that was fun. So, we're, <laughs> we're going to get it started, man. We, we know this week we had the... The, the shakeup, you know, the superstar shakeup where a lot of people went to Raw and a lot of people went to SmackDown. Um, how do you guys feel that working out? You know, you have Charlotte going to SmackDown. You have uh, Alexa Bliss going to Raw. Um, Kevin Owens coming to SmackDown. Do you guys feel like 
it'll be a, a big difference or a big shift in what's going on in the universe right now? Let me chat this with me. All right. Um, like we talked about a little bit last week, I think the biggest the biggest move is going to be Charlotte going, going to SmackDown because she's just going to take over that division, I think. I think uh, Naomi's going to have a chance to do her thing and maybe get a, get a shot, but Charlotte is going to run that division. Charlotte, arguably, is one of the faces of SmackDown. Charlotte um, is arguably one of the faces of the company. Yeah. So when it comes to SmackDown, she's it's her and AJ Styles, and that's it. Yeah. So I think Charlotte, and then especially with the New Day too. I think New Day going to SmackDown is pretty big too. Oh yeah. Um, so I really, I really like that move too. Because um, I look, what, I look yeah. at the New Day with you know it gives them a breath of fresh air because honestly we love the New Day because. Um, I mean, I know it's a lot of shucking and jiving, but niggas out here getting money. And, you know, Vince, he loves for the black man to shuck and jive, but he, he, you know, he really doesn't give him a push. Niggas be out there looking like Bojangles, but don't get no money. Soft show. You know, (laughs) you know, tap dancing everywhere. But I just like that they're getting money, but I'm pretty sure that they're not, you know, as hot as they were last year or so. Yeah. So this will give them a breath, a breath of fresh air. This will also give the tag team division as a whole on SmackDown a breath of fresh air. So I really Maybe. like the New Day. What about you, Young Cliff? Um, I hate to be the cynic, the cynical one following this, though, but did any of the riders get traded between SmackDown and Raw? Well, that's really <laughs> how I see any significant difference you know, any- happening. But... But in terms of the actual talent, like I said, I I really like the Bray Wyatt going to going to Raw. Again, we already have an intriguing intriguing you know match down the road in him him and Finn Balor. You know the Demon King versus the Eater of Worlds. That could be an intriguing story coming up. So that should be big. I'm really surprised that the Miz actually actually went from Smack. For SmackDown to Raw, yeah, that was well, I think that Miz was surprising. Was, Miz was having one of the better years, I think, in the entire company. Yeah. As I, this man really, really like turned around. I thought he was really dead in the water after his 2011 World Title run. I mean, this man was really just a fish was just you know flopping around on dry land until until that Talk Smack Live segment, and it was like, oh, Miz is still in the company. Okay. Rock yeah, I don't I don't really know why they put him on Raw. Um, you know, as you guys can see, we'll get into some things that happened on Raw. Uh, mainly the biggest thing that happened on Raw, we'll get to that later. But the, the main event, like the main event roster is full over there still because you have Finn, uh, Roman, looks like they're pushing Braun up to the main the main event status, uh, who else? Seth Rollins, and I don't really think Miz, even though he's he's really showing all of his charisma right now. I don't. I really don't think that he fits into the Raw main event, and he had such a good year last year. You really don't want to see him flounder in the mid card. So that's just crazy. Oh, I do want to say this, guys. Charlotte has one of the greatest moonsaults I've ever seen, even though it looked like she murdered herself against Nia Jax on Monday. I thought she died. I thought she died. I thought Nia Jax had a concussion because she got a boot to the face, something serious. She was bad. I'm glad you brought that up as well. So who took it worse? Finn by Jinder Mahal or oh. Nia Jax by Charlotte? Nah, bro. Uh, Finn took that shit bad. Cause my name Finn. One, he got hit with the bow. Two, he got knocked unconscious and his face slid on the mat. So when he got up, he just had red marks on his forehead and his nose. I'm like, dog, my nigga Jinder Mahal need to lay off on the roids. Because he's just killing niggas all of a sudden, bro. It was... It was terrible. 
Oh, hold on. I forgot to tell you guys. Um, I want to always give you guys a, a match that is crazy. Like last week, I gave you guys the that I want you to watch. I gave you the Ultimate Warrior versus Hulk Hogan. That one was, I believe, WrestleMania 6. This one I just had a look at is the Chamber of Horrors match. It made me, I remember they had this match a long time ago because, um, you know, Bray Wyatt and Randy Orton are having the House of Horrors match. So I was like, okay, I remember something about a horror. So I, I looked it up. And it was in WCW, a Halloween Havoc in 91. Uh, it was the Chamber of Horror matches. And look at the roster that they had in here. It was, you guys remember Giant Gonzalez? And everybody always go crazy about Giant Gonzalez and The Undertaker and how bad that match was. And this nigga like eight feet tall. All right, so yeah. he was in there. We have Sting. We have the Steiner brothers. But this is before Scott Steiner went crazy. And he was Big <laughs> Papa Pump, the bad booty daddy. <laughs> Whatever that means. I still don't know what that means. We got, so they went against Abdullah the Butcher, uh, the Diamond Stud, who was, I believe, uh, Scott Hall, Razor Ramon before all of that. Cactus Jack and Vader. Now I'm not gonna give I'm not gonna give all what happened in the match, but just know at the end yeah. somebody sits in an electric chair and gets shocked and dies. Wow. So right. just off that alone, please <laughs> do your homework. Take a gander at this work. match. Got it. Taking these notes. Somebody gets shocked and dies in front of eighteen thousand people. This happens. The the one thing about WCW, they weren't afraid to try any kind of. They matches. weren't afraid to try anything, and you can they blame tried a monster truck match with with, with yes. who was the Big Show and Hulk Hogan. The dumber, the better, <laughs> Bruh, And I, most of the matches, you know, I blame on the American Dream, Deathly yeah. Ruth, baby. I blame it on Deathly Ruth. Yeah. Because he just, he just, any idea he had, he just let it fly. I mean, you have the Chamber of Horrors match, which is silly. You have uh, War Games, which is cool. You know, it was mainly cool because of the blood. But at the end of the day, it was like 12 people in uh, two rings at once or three rings. So it was a crazy concept. And then let us not forget there was also a match with Dustin Rhodes and yes. some guy. They on were the on truck. the back of a pickup truck driving while it was driving, and they're trying to do they're trying to do arm bars. <laughs> like somebody could have actually died, and they had in the arm bar. But it, I don't even believe you had to pin somebody to actually win the match. In that match, you had to reach up and grab something. Whatever it was. Might have been a contract. Might have been a contract. You know, wrestlers love to reach for contracts. But you're going 50 miles per hour in a dump truck. I can't pin you. All I could really use is arm bars because I'm afraid to fall off the truck. And now, in order to win this match, I got to climb? No. No. This is all deathly rules, baby. <laughs> like hearing these matches, it really proved my point that deathly rules, baby. They did a lot of drugs. They did a lot of drugs in the eighties. Niggas, was, they had to be high to think of these matches. Cocaine's a lot of drug, y'all. Yeah, yeah, a lot of drugs. R.I.P. to Deathly Ruth, baby. I just like saying Deathly Ruth. No doubt, man. The American Dream, Deathly Ruth, baby. <laughs> so. Hey that's, hey, that's pretty good. That's what? a very good impression. I'm just thinking the same thing, man. <laughs> Deathly Ruth. We're bringing impersonations to the Armbar Chronicles. You get something new every week, man. Nope. That's, you say, well, that's the only. You say, give me something new every week. Nah, that's the only one I got. So if we're gonna talk about Deathly Ruth every every week, 
I'm good. Yep. Got to find a way to bring him up every week. I, I, I will, man. We got elbow, the bionic elbow. I can talk about that all day. Let us not. Mojo Riley has a has a variation of it. It's called the bionic punch. Whatever that punch is. Mojo Riley is terrible. But we're going to get into <laughs> SmackDown. First, let's continue with Raw. We already talked about, for the most part, the Nia Jax and the Charlotte match with the moonsault and everybody died, for the most part. Um, you kind of knew from that match that Charlotte was done with Raw because Nia Jax beat her, like, decisively. Even though yeah. it was a... It was a, uh, I guess, a lot of botches in the match. Two strong ones, one being the moon salt to the face. <laughs> and I, <laughs> I think she, I think Nia Jax tried to pick up Charlotte, and it didn't go well at all. But after that, you already knew that Charlotte was done, and more than likely, we will eventually see Nia Jax in the main event winning the title from whoever the hell has the belt. I mean, she already has a win over Bailey. So in order, I I really think this is how I think it's going to play out. Nia Jax is going to run shop on all of the women. And then all of a sudden come, I'm going to say about SummerSlam, we're going to see Oscar come in and finally beat Nia Jax. That's the way I see it. Yeah, and, and it and it makes sense because Nia is considerably bigger than everybody else. And it, and with Sasha and Becky, their role should be like the underdog, the chaser of the belt. So it makes sense for Nia to run with the belt until like you said, SummerSlam, let them let Nia beat up on everybody for months and then let the story build to where the underdog story can really be told. She's going to beat up everybody while wearing a trash bag. A galactic trash bag. It is terrible. That's a terrible that's, outfit. That's a shitty That's a shitty fit. She's a beautiful girl. I love looking yeah, at Nia, but it's terrible to look at her while she's in a trash bag. It makes me remember that I got to take the trash out. That shit, that shit got me hot, too. Bruh. What? That's why she don't <laughs> really run. She run to the she run to the turnbuckle once, and that's the setup for the finisher to let you guys know. Oh shit! I got hot. I got hot. It's a wrap. I'm a leg drop, some more and drop or something. I need to go take a shower. <laughs> Quickly. Yeah, <laughs> um, I wanted to get into one of the bigger, uh, one of the bigger switch ups, the uh, shake ups. Um, and that's Byron Saxon for uh, my nigga David Otunga um, that went under the radar. <laughs> um, <laughs> I, I, I like how they I like how they made the two like, Negroes do it. I know. I feel like Vince confuses them all the time. So he was like, "Hey, you, black on Raw, black on SmackDown, y'all niggas switch, switch it up. Ain't nobody gonna know the difference, y'all niggas black. Say, ain't nobody gonna know." Go be black on Tuesday. You go be black on Monday. Oh, Switch hey, you guys heard about all of the, the I guess, the crazy shit going on with Mauro Ronaldo, um, you know, for the most part, quitting, or that's the yeah. rumor that he's quitting for the most part, kind of because he's a bipolar and that JBL is kind of a bully. Yep. But the fact, the crazy, the funny thing I see is, Okay, Mauro Ronaldo is not fucking with y'all because he's bipolar and JBL always messes with him. And this is like headline news now. Mm-hmm. So in order to running with it. in order yeah. to rectify it, you put Byron Saxton in the chair with JBL, who <laughs> JBL has made a career of telling Byron to shut up on live TV. Why does this make sense? And it's to the point that we've kind of gotten used to that, you know, dynamic between the two. Even Michael Cole got into it. Why would you even do that? Because you know JBL is going to 
I think it's in his blood to just bother Byron Sexton. Yeah, with JBL, man, he's from that old school to where, like, fucking with people is what he does. That's just how he is. Messing with people, you got to have tough skin. So, ask, ask um, this. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Ask this, bro. With, with somebody with disorder like this, you got to know when to shut it off. Especially in this day and age. Like, y'all know. Niggas are sensitive. Now. It's not like it was back in the day where you could, <laughs> where you could call people all kind of names and get away with it. Like, I feel like WWE should have stepped in on that because Morrow was good, in my opinion. And I feel yeah. like they lost the true talent. Yeah, Morrow's um, legit, man. Morrow, like, actually yeah. called real boxing matches yeah. on Showtime and everything. Like I said, I he like is Morrow. legit. I like and, and, like, yeah, WWE's part of don't be a, the Don't Be a Star campaign. Don't forget that, too. That's just a little side note that I just wanted to tell our be a, Be a star, not don't be a star. <laughs> well, I said don't be a star. <laughs> But but no, nah, I mean I like Morrow. The only thing that I really disliked about the young man was that his his pop culture references got on my nerves so bad. And it's like ah, shut up when he called when he called Alexa Bliss bad and bougie. I wanted to throw up. <laughs> like why would you why would you say such a thing? All right, um. What else did we have on Raw before we get into the only thing that really mattered on Raw? Do you guys remember anything? Oh, we already we already talked about uh, Jinder Mahal going ape shit on Finn for whatever reason. Y'all y'all see Jinder got out of out of Raw real fast, like concussed Finn, and now he's on SmackDown. Oh, they got him out of there? Oh, yeah. Jinder Mahal was was a part of the shakeup. I don't even think that that... I think that was just an audible laughter killing one of the main players. That's exactly what that was. Hey, Um, go. I agree. Go get Mojo. (laughs) One thing I I want to touch on is hopefully Apollo Crews can get some shine and they can really just... Move him to 205 Live, please. Bro, hold on. Apollo Crews Apollo Crew is like 300 pounds. <laughs> He's know. like the same size as uh, Neville. Man, no. Neville, no. Neville was like 215. All right, man. Apollo Crew about a good 240. Just all sure. the most. I think, I think, I think Neville, yeah, Neville's probably on, on that juice. <laughs> Shit ain't called... It's not called 205 plus live. I've never seen in my life. Far be it for WWE not to lie. Put that nigga on 205 live, man. I mean, he he would be the only one. Well, it's only it's only two other black people on 205. Yeah. One of them is a and more athletic r truth. That being Rich Swan and Cedric Alexander's hurt. So, you're talking about you want to put somebody who is 205 plus 40 pounds <laughs> with not one lick of charisma None. on to 205 Live, where honestly, I don't really watch 205 Live, but the stuff I see on there, they're really trying to build characters. Yeah, I don't watch it either. So that's why I'm, <laughs> that. I'm being real. I just want, I just want my nigga to succeed, man. He is succeeding. Just, he made he, it. He, he made he, it. He just wants his fellow East Side brother to just go somewhere and you catch know, on, man. That's he all. Made. I just want him to win, man. I just want him to win. Ah, bro, but it was it was bad. I mean, you know they ain't gonna do anything with you when you didn't even like they announced Apollo Crews going to Raw and like. 2 p.m. that afternoon. Just, <laughs> just, just in case we forget <laughs> to put By you. Way, Apollo Crews heads to Raw also. Just in case we forget during the show that we switched <laughs> you. We're going to just let this news go in the afternoon. Yeah. And then they just had a small video package at the beginning of Raw. Oh, yeah, guys. I know you starting. But here's Apollo Cruz. He's he's here too, I guess. That's all we got. That's all we got. Okay, let's let's get to the the main reason everybody 
Soul Raw was the super beatdown that Braun Strowman gave to Roman Reigns. Let me set this up for you. I watched it today again because it is hilarious. Oh, it's so funny. Oh, so <laughs> my, so nigga, my nigga Roman is talking to Michael Cole about whatever jibba-jabba that they were talking about. All of a sudden, Roman Reigns looks up and takes his mic off and then gets the scrapping and hooking with Brian. Brian gets the upper hand and beats him up for a good six or seven minutes for no reason. I don't, it's just a beat down and you guys realize that no one uh, in the announcer's booth was saying anything. We didn't okay, have, we didn't have a, oh my God, why is Brian doing this? Or nothing. <laughs> it's just, that's it for five to six minutes yeah and then he beats him up so bad that Roman has to be on a stretcher for whatever reason because niggas niggas can get beat with kendo sticks and sledgehammers and chairs and trash cans. And trash cans. But for some reason, Braun Strowman hit you and punch you. You have to get on a stretcher with with the most muscular ambulance people. <laughs> the paramedics were big as shit for whatever reason. I'm like, dude, I, I know you guys are training in the performance center and you guys are extras from the 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 area, but y'all could have wore. We, some, we get it. Y'all could have wore some bigger clothes. Ain't no paramedics that big. We ain't stupid. But anyway, while there, oh, and it was a little clip. If you watch closely, it was one of the quote unquote paramedics looking at what I believe to be a real paramedic. Like, oh shit. How the fuck do I strap Roman into this thing? He gave him he gave him a look like, oh please help me. I don't know what I'm doing and I'm on camera. God. <laughs> Man's about to slap me. Please help me. <laughs> please. I, I just got this job, man. <laughs> I'm about to lose my friend. <laughs> my brother's oh, man, watching that, me. That shit was hilarious. Oh. He, he beat Roman up yes. for a good and it's like he would beat him up, and then he would. They would stop, and the, and the paramedics would come. And then and Brian would be like, Brian would be like, "Fuck that! I'm still mad." He'll come back, throw him off something. Bro, when, like, when he threw, when he threw him not off, with you. <laughs> I'm not finishing with you. Hey. I'm just coming back. Mad. When and it, it kept escalating, it kept escalating. Somehow, it kept everything just really just took it there. Just when you thought it really couldn't go any. Go any higher? Guess what? It sure did. My God, did it go? Uh, but when <laughs> My he, God, did it go up to ten? When he threw him off the bridge or whatever the fuck, when he threw him off the ramp, I was like, "Oh shit! How did they get the the dummy onto the gurney onto the onto so the stretcher fast. so fast?" That was quick. Because it was like it was it was, but the funniest thing was. The whole ambulance. And niggas ain't stupid. One, we know the young man can't lift an entire ambulance. (laughs) If you think he can lift an entire ambulance, no. (laughs) I don't even have I don't even have a witty thing for that. No. No. I so when he beats him up in the ambulance on the stretcher, he punches him. And he was like, he looks like, oh shit, what can I do now? He goes to the side of the ambulance and slams the door ferociously for some reason. As he's trying to lift up the ambulance, you can see Roman Reigns' shadow come out of the ambulance. When they cut, when he's lifting the ambulance truck, they cut to the back of the ambulance and now the door is closed. He left it open. 
why did Roman Reigns, when he got out of the ambulance, why did he close the door? It was great. I mean, it, it was, was great. Yes, it was. You know, for... It was definitely one of the best backstage beatdown sessions of all time. For, has to be. Yeah, for, for people like us, you know, who just, I guess, we we love the product, but we also critique it. You know, it oh, was yeah. it was kind of a funny thing, but... I'm just thinking of me as a little kid when, you know, wrestling was really real to me. And had I saw this at six or seven, I really would think that Braun is a superhuman man. Yeah. I mean, he probably is superhuman. Yeah, I, I would think that Braun eats little children yes. if I was a kid. I, I, yes. would, I would think that he can, you know, knock down buildings with his fist. At seven. I, I, I would honestly think that it would take the Infinity Gauntlet and the full array of Infinity Stones to actually defeat this dude after seeing that. And, and five-year-old Reggie, you know, would have saw that. Yes. And there, one of the, it's not similar, but it's, it's kind of similar. But when, uh, it reminded me of the beatdown uh, Stone Cold gave to Vince when he was in the hospital. Ah. It was, it was a, a relentless beating. And it was like, God damn, what a police at? <laughs> that was one of the things that I asked. Like, I was like, Jesus Christ, is, is somebody going to shoot Braun? Like, God damn. Like, <laughs> no, what are going to beat him up for? No so one to help. Roman Reigns has no friends. <laughs> Dean Ambrose was there, but apparently and he Seth. missed. And Seth. Seth. Apparently they missed all Seth. of this. They said, I don't want them problems. He <laughs> beat niggas up. <laughs> Like you on your own, Jack. <laughs> All, right. All right, you guys got anything else for Raw before we quickly get into SmackDown? Uh, go ahead. You got some young clip? Huh? We pretty much that's the best way to end it for you, boy. Uh, one last thing. I'm really looking forward to the women's division, seeing what Alexa does on Raw. Um, she's feeling that heel role that Charlotte left behind. Um, with, I mean, you can't feel Charlotte's shoes, but I feel like Alexa's going to do well uh, with a couple feuds with, you know, she can feud with Sasha, anybody. She can do some triple threats with Bailey. She can do all that. So uh, I'm looking forward to seeing the women's division on Raw and how they book Alexa now in that mix and Mickey James, too, in that mix. Word, word. Yeah. Mickey James old as shit too. Real old. <laughs> she got a she got a strong mommy belly. Then they call her MILF? I was like, God damn. Wow. <laughs> they did. That's vulgar. <laughs> oh man. No, WWE getting they trying they giving us little hints of the attitude era. Cause you remember yeah. a couple of months ago, Nikki Bella and Natty we're just going back and forth calling each other bitches. Extreme. I was like, oh, snap. We're going to have us a good cat fight and mud wrestling. Oh, man. A, a pillow fight. WWE used to be terrible. Saw Vince Russo, man. All that stuff. Bra- Braun Petty matches. Son, I Hold on. We're going to Vince Russo real quick. And we were talking about the great Deathy Rhodes in his in his matches. I think Vince I think Vince Russo did a Viagra on a pole match when he went to WCW. He did. A Viagra on a pole match. Dark days. For everybody days. to see. You know when your company about to close it's when you start having Viagra on the pole matches. That's when that's when the, the, the you should be able to be like, maybe I should call Vince to see if I can get a job. No, you know your company is about to close when you make Jeff Jarrett your champion. The nigga with the guitar. What what has Jeff Jarrett done? He just he just hit niggas in the head the like, like switched up gimmicks every week, Jeff Jarrett. He, <laughs> he just hit niggas in the head like El Kabong. <laughs> Fucking quit draw McGraw with the guitar, bro. 
Like I said, Viagra on the pole matches, making David Arquette WCW World Heavyweight Champion. Just ran the gamut back then, y'all. You just made shit up, man. Don't forget about Dennis Rodman and Carl Malone. <laughs> <laughs> For some reason. Was oh. in the league when he was uh Both of them were in the league. When they they oh, had man. just had the finals. <laughs> they just finished the finals when this match happened. For those of you who do not know and once again are just listening to this because you know us. There was once a day that Hulk Hogan and Diamond Dallas Page, the yoga guy, were in a feud. Dennis Rodman from the Chicago Bulls came and said, what's up, Hulk? I'll ride for you. DDP didn't have anybody. So guess who he called? Motherfucking Carl Malone. The mailman. The mailman. And this is another piece of homework. If anyone ever wants to do homework for uh, for this podcast, look up. I forgot which pay-per-view it is, but please look up. DDP and Carl Malone versus Hulk Hogan and Dennis Rodman. And honestly, it is 20 minutes of nothing. <laughs> it is 20 minutes of arm bars and wrist locks. That's it. And rest holes. And clotheslines. Clotheslines galore. Carl Malone hit Hulk Hogan with like four of them. That's all I got, Hulk. <laughs> y'all, y'all didn't teach me anything else. Is that me tag? I'm tag alert within three days. Let me tag back out. That's all I got. All right. All right. So let's get into SmackDown. I don't even really know what happened on SmackDown. All I know is in the beginning... Kevin Owens came out with the smooth baby face, no more straggly beard, you know, came in with the gray suit, talking about he is the new face of America. And all of a sudden, for some reason, during the shakeup, they they moved Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn. So, as per usual, we're going to get some more Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn matches. Which is cool. I mean, I honestly, like, that is a match that I could honestly watch them fight. It is cool. Watch them fight forever because they they have that chemistry to do everything. I just think in order for Sammy to grow, he needs to be separate from Kevin Owens because I, I believe sometimes the writers use it as a crutch. Like, oh, shit. What can we do with Kevin Owens? Well, Sammy's here. Let's give the people the the good old Sammy versus KO and have Sammy lose. Because he's a loser. Because he's a loser. I think I've only seen Sammy Zayn win like two matches since he's been up in Maine for like the, the whole year and a half. Sammy, Sammy Zayn got that. Gosh, guys, I'll get him next time. Face like, bro, he's he's the cookie cutter. He's the cookie cutter baby face that mm-hmm. really doesn't talk. If he loses, oh man, guys, but you know, tomorrow's a brighter day. You know, I gave it the good old college. I, try. I gave it the good old college try. You guys, I hope you still like me. That's what Sami Zayn is, and that is not the culture of wrestling now. You know. Mm-hmm. So that's 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 just how I feel. Um, I do want to see Sammy eventually win some kind of title. Yeah. But I don't think the way he's booked, I don't think that that'll happen anytime soon. Yeah, I like uh, I like how SmackDown started off. They set the tone with KO come, Kevin Owens coming out first, um, and then you know Sammy Zayn, who's got both of them got a huge pop coming out so um i just hope they can continue that momentum with some with the writing staff and the booking uh they can continue that um so i i enjoy that part and like we talked about charlotte already so i'm just ready to see her and naomi or whoever go at it so uh, i'm looking forward to that 
anything you like for SmackDown, Young Cliff? Like you said, I basically said touched on. Oh yeah, main thing. AJ Styles is still on the show. <laughs> that was the main, yeah. The other thing I definitely said, like, see Styles could definitely still get his shine on. And I like the fact that if they do transition him to the United States title picture, I definitely so would not hate that at all. You know, people people got mad, you know, because he faced Shane McMahon and said that, you know, he was bigger, bigger, you know, and better than fighting Shane at WrestleMania. And they're saying the same thing now about him possibly being in the U.S. title match. When they don't know that, you know, he's so big now and he's arguably the best performer on the main roster that any program that he's a part of automatically gets elevated because he he's in it. And I think if him, Kevin Owens, I mean, like I said, I, I, I see money in that. Cause I don't see how anybody could complain about about having the two best performers possibly possibly go at it for for a belt that again needs it needs a rug because unfortunately, unless it's the Universal Championship or the World Heavyweight Championship, the belts mean nothing. It's about time now, you know. It's probably that time in the E in which they actually give the mid card titles some actual meaning. And like this shakeup, you know, could be the reset button or should could be you know the launch pad to do that. Yeah, and I just like how SmackDown. I just like, of course, I like SmackDown more. Than Raw, it just seems like SmackDown is the more wrestling show, and Raw is more entertainment. Um, so I like, you know, they have a bunch of people not right now with, you know, Charlotte, New Day, and uh, do they have Sin Cara? Yes. Oh, I didn't know he was still. Uh, Bro, he was. A, he was supposed to be on Two Hundred Five Live. I think that was honestly the biggest surprise because when Two Hundred Five Live first came. He said he was going to put his hat in that. And now all of a sudden, they moved him from 205 Live, which I don't even think he had a match in 205 Live. They moved him from 205 to SmackDown, and it was silly. But I will say that I think the out of all of the shakeup, the one move that really like made me smile was Rusev. So yeah, yeah. yeah. Talk about. Rusev and Oh, you got it. You got to go ahead and, and speak on now, Rusev. With, with Rusev, I think that making this switch, he won't be as buried as he was on Raw. I think he'll get a chance to really shine on SmackDown because they don't really have a lot of quote unquote monster heels. So on SmackDown, I think there's a lot of competition for him to really you know, get into whenever he gets back. And um, so that's what I'm looking forward to is seeing Rusev, you know, start a few feuds, you know, do some back backstage segments because honestly, Rusev is funny. He's got a chance to show some of his personality. Handsome Rusev. <laughs> so, so I'm ready to see Rusev get more, uh, you know, some more shine, some more TV time, some more matches on SmackDown. I hope, you know, maybe with different writers, they can do some some different packages with him and uh, allow him to shine a little bit more on SmackDown. Word. Did you guys ever get a chance to see what is called a Southern Regional Championship that nah. that they made? Can't say I have. Go on YouTube, look up Southern Regional Championship WWE. You can punch it up like that. But it's basically like a lot of the superstars – uh, John Cena, Chris Jericho, Rusev, Lana, TJ Perkins, um, uh, Breezango. All of those people are just acting as if they were, um, they, they're acting as if they were just a 80s old school promotion. Like yeah. bad production, bad promo and everything. But the, like the shining point for me that honestly made me laugh was Rusev. And you know he has an accent, but Rusev trying to act like a Southern hillbilly. Oh, oh that's funny. That sounds funny. It is. Because you can tell. That is gold, y'all. Because yeah. you, you can tell he couldn't, really, he couldn't really read his promo. 
So he doesn't really know what's going on. So it's just him and Chris Jericho trying not to laugh. And when Rusev tries to laugh, well, he can't hold it anymore. He just screams out USA a lot and walks off. And it's hilarious. Oh, yeah, we check that out. Yeah, one more thing before we get into um, the the pushing of gold dust segment. What do you guys think this House of Horrors match is going to consist of? Do you think that it's going to be roach projections on the screen again? I was just about to say it's going to be a lot of worms. It's going to be a lot of roaches. Maggots, snakes. yeah, maggots, snakes. Because it's gonna be some of everything. I think maybe, maybe some bat, maybe some bats that's gonna get thrown in for good measure, y'all. I, I'm just thinking, man. I don't, just... I don't know, man. It was, it was just the fact that the first time at Mania when we did see the, I guess the the first projection, we was like, okay, he's using Sister Abigail's powers, maybe. Bray has a chance of winning, you know? And all of a sudden, it kept coming. A lot of people, um, I talked to some people, they were saying, just like I was thinking in the back of my head, that we may have seen Sister Abigail at uh, Mania, whoever Sister Abigail may have been. Um, But none of that happened, and Bray won with one RKO which kind of upset everyone. They were already upset because we could have got the Bray-AJ match and Randy Orton turning on Bray, and that would have that would have been great. But now we just got this regular match with roaches and insects and RKO, and now we're done. So no one really wants to see this feud anymore because creative has no. let us down. So you give us a House of Horrors match. Luke Harper is... is not going to be involved in it. And he's one of the best big men they have. Luke Harper's not going to be involved in in it. Eric Rowan probably will not be involved. For some odd reason, the SmackDown um, title is being defended on a Raw pay-per-view. So that already gives the finish of the match away. You are not going to have both championships on one promotion. So we already know Randy's going to win. Why don't we just skip the entire match and just say Randy won now? <laughs> they really got to get the belt off of Randy quickly. Fast. Yes. <laughs> yes. It's like, it seems that of all the options to, to rely on, for some reason, of course, we we all know that Vince gets lazy and just somehow somehow goes goes to other options, you know, just uh, just to put the belt on, you know, for for whatever reason. I'm still trying to figure out why Randy gets pushes like every three years, man. What kind of pictures? What kind of blackmail does this dude own? He doesn't have any blackmail. <clears throat> Excuse me. He doesn't have any blackmail. But Randy Orton is <clears throat> for the. For the good part of a decade was the second golden boy. You know? Everybody yeah. and everybody okay. knows Randy Orton. And this in this era is sad to say for, you know, people who grew up in the attitude era and before that, but the closest thing to Rock Austin or Hogan Flair or uh, Bruno San Martino and whoever the hell he faced was <laughs> and, and, and Moses and it Randy Orton and John Cena were the closest thing to that yeah. as far as a feud was concerned so for Vince probably he still looks at those guys as okay, these are the people that I molded, you know, when I was still probably super involved in the development of talent. You know, we all we all know Vince is, he has last say, but I don't think he's involved in the creation of talent as much as he used to be. So, yeah. 
He looks. Like, he's, he still he still has his hand in, in you know some development, but like you said, he's not from from what I'm hearing and reading, he's not as involved as he used to be. Probably like uh, Cena and Orton, probably like that last class. Yeah. Uh, completely all Vince. So yeah, the class of 2002. Yeah, that's all yeah, Vince. Ohio Valley so. class of 2002. Mm. Yeah. I wish. So when you look at it, when you look at it. Randy Orton is a safe pick for him. Yeah, like he he trusts Randy. He knows Randy is going to you know uphold the integrity of the belt. So uh, when he goes to Randy, it's like a safe pick. But it's time to get the belt off of Randy, man. But the, gotta, the thing is, I think Randy even knows that. Like, oh shit, Vince is not going to ever let me go. I mean, I've been yeah. busted for drugs a lot of times. Everybody knows I'm mean in public. I'm yelling at people. I mean, which the the gym yelling or whatever was justifiable. Don't talk to me while I'm doing my sets. But, do you see me working out? <laughs> I mean that that shit real. That was justifiable. But all the yeah. other stuff, you know, and it's like I think Randy is comfortable to the point where I kind of I kind of compare it to when the Miami Heat uh, lost to the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. In the finals, and it's like Dwayne Wade. That year, more so, Dwayne Wade was kind of out of it. Uh, and every time the camera was on Dwayne Wade, he looks like his mind was somewhere else. Like, oh shit, did I leave the stove on or whatever? <laughs> and that's what Randy Orton looks like when he's doing promos, when he's burning down houses, when he's <laughs> in the match. He always looks like. He left the stove on or the garage door is open and all mm. of that. So it's just it's just pretty bad. Yeah. Right. Very. Do you guys have anything else before we get into this good gold dust? I'm good, man. Shout out to the Baymont. Shout out to the Baymont. Speaking of the Baymont, <laughs> we're finally unloading all of our clothes that we had there and it still smells like smoke. So, shout out to the Baymont. Shout out to the Baymont, Where, man. Another Baymont commercial? We got yeah. another Baymont commercial in us? Let's see. <laughs> Baymont. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> I don't have anything. All I know is that my clothes still smell like cigarettes and depression. No. Nah, man, but I don't got nothing else. All right, what about you, young Cliff? I'm good, bro. Nobody can't caught next NXT this week. Oh, uh, with NXT, I don't even. Um, what happened? Drew McIntyre came back on NXT. Yeah, you know, shout out to him. Shout out to him. Shout out to this three MB. Um, this three MB reunion that's about to happen with Hard Body Mahal. <laughs> Punching everybody and giving niggas concussions. We got we got Heath Slater who kind of who kind of needs another resurrection. So you know that'll work. Uh oh, and um another thing on NXT, everybody is in you know in high in high hopes and high esteem of. What's this guy's name? Dylan Miley. Mm. You guys might want to look him up. The nigga's big as hell. He kind of looks like a baby Brock Lesnar. <laughs> and um, apparently, you know, Triple H, Kevin Owens, even Brock Lesnar are in, you know, holds this dude to a higher standard. There was one yeah. story where uh, Brock Lesnar, when he saw him, he he had like uh, private training sessions with him just to see if he was the real deal. So for yeah, so for Brock Lesnar to to put you on, that's that's really saying something. Not because yeah. Brock Lesnar is a good worker, it's because Brock Lesnar really doesn't like people. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the gold dust aspect of this podcast um gonna go right into push it all right so we're gonna we're gonna start off with Goldust coming into the WWF and 
what happens with gold dust is that instead of him coming in as a singles uh singles um talent we could have brought in somebody and made them a tag team so it's kind of like we're taking the 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 layout of Shawn Michaels if you will and like how he came in with Marty Jannetty blah 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 so we could have had um with gold dust we could have brought in a stardust or we could have brought in Dusty Ruth baby so it would have been gold dust and Dusty Ruth baby in a tag team right yeah. so during during the 96, what, 95, 96 era, we had like the Smoking Guns and and other awful tag teams that we forgot. <laughs> and, you know, pushing them like that, we could have had um, them win. Let's just say we have them win the belts off of the Smoking Guns. Boom. Good. You know. Because no one really cared about the smoking guns, especially when Bart Gunn got beat up by Butterbean. Butterbean. <laughs> he tapped that nigga in the jaw. Yeah, so we have we have Gold Dust and Dusty Rhodes as the tag team champions. And oh. they defended against now this is how you this is how you get a good push. They defended against Shawn Michaels and 96, 96, 96. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart in a tag team match for some reason. Shawn Michaels and Bret Hart have have, uh, joined forces to be the excellence of sexiness. That's their tag team name. The excellence of sexiness versus Gold Dust and Dusty Ruth. And we have this match, and all of a sudden, uh, shit, who come out? It's 96. Who comes out? Fucking Stone Cold Steve Austin. Okay. No, fuck. No, he's not too, he's not big enough. 96. There you go, my man. (laughs) No, 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 no. We can't, we can't go from tag team to the world championship. We gotta, you, you gotta go traditional. So we're gonna go from tag team to the intercontinental belt. So around that time, who had the intercontinental belt? Fucking uh, shit, ninety six. Give me somebody, anybody in that era. Say what? Ahmed Johnson? Ahmed yes. Johnson. There we go. So we have Ahmed Johnson beating up everybody and murdering people because he doesn't know how to wrestle. <laughs> so Ahmed Johnson comes out during the match of the excellence of sexiness and gold dust and death and Ruth. And he comes out and Ahmed Johnson is just being black and yelling at people. And he distracts gold dust and death and Ruth. Dusty Rules come down and say, hey, black man, why are you distracting us? Ahmed Johnson said, oh, no. <laughs> he also wore a nasal strip for no reason. <laughs> he got on a nasal strip. <laughs> Ahmed Johnson wore elbow pads on his tricep. <laughs> Hey, like Vince, Vince, we ain't stupid, nigga. That shit, I am mad. I am mad Johnson from the South. Farouk. Farouk Hassan. Farouk Hassan. God so, damn. So. Common Mustafa. No, Vince real racist. Black man. <laughs> but I mean, at least that's when black people were, you know, kind of militant. Now we just now we just shucking jigaboo. Okay, so anyway, uh, I'm at Johnson comes out. Dusty Rules 
He's a distracted. And boom. So Shawn Michaels hits Gold Dust with the arm bar. Now the excellence of sexiness has won because no one gets out of the arm bar on the arm bar chronicles. This makes Gold Dust mad because you distracted Dusty Ruth. And now I got to come and I'm mad. So we have Goldust and Ahmed Johnson. Right? Boom. They get into it. Blah, 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 blah. All of a sudden, they have a match. It's Goldust versus Ahmed with Dusty Ruth in Goldust's corner. Ahmed knows that Dusty Ruth is a conniving, conniving son of a bitch, baby. So he gets, he gets the WWF champion Psycho Sid or Sid Vicious or Sid Justice or Sid whichever one he was at that time Sid the Terrible (laughs) (laughs) but but he was the master ruler of the world he was the ruler of the world and the loudest yelling person ever (laughs) so Ahmed Johnson has to get somebody so he gets Psycho Justice Sid to be in his corner during this time. Now, while we're in this match, it's just a regular, no, no, we're going to make it a non-disqualification match, you see, because that's how we're going to bring in the feud between Psycho Justice Sid Vicious and Goldust. And now we have Deathy, so let me set it up again, Ahmed Johnson, Psycho Sid Justice, Doug Goldust, and Deathy Ruth. All in this one thing. We get to it. There's chairs and arm bars and trash cans and the Spanish announce table, which probably broke because everybody used to break the Spanish announce table back then. All of us hates Mexicans. (laughs) (laughs) Allegedly. I don't know. Allegedly. Yeah, of course. Allegedly, y'all. These are just rumors. All right. All of a sudden, there's this one spot where Ahmed Johnson and Gold Dust are outside. Dusty Rules come behind uh, Gold Dust to just taunt Ahmed Johnson, which brings Psycho Vid Sissus to, to, to help Ahmed. Gold Dust tries to swing at Ahmed. Ahmed ducks. Now guess who gets a shot in the face? Psycho Vincitious. Shit. Psycho said he gets a chair shot in the face. But as he gets the chair shot in the face, Dusty Rhodes has the brass knucks, right? In his trunks. As per usual back then, everybody had brass knucks in the trunks. So while the ref is whatever the ref does in a non-disqualification match, Deathly Rose puts the brass knucks on, punches Ahmed Johnson in the face, rolls him out, rolls him back in. Boom. Ahmed Johnson kicks out. For some reason, he gets angry black man strength. Pearl River Plunge, and he keeps the Intercontinental belt. So, we're scared. So, in that, in that situation, we have Ahmed Johnson and Goldust. Ahmed Johnson is one, but Psycho Vicious Sid is mad at Goldust. What do you do when you're mad? After the match, you get in the ring and you powerbomb Goldust. Mm-hmm. Boom. Now we have the Goldust and the Psycho Sid Vicious feud. And I'm going to leave it at that until the next week where we set up how does the WWF champion go against Goldust and Dusty Rhodes, baby, in a match to see who is the greatest WWF champion. All right, that's all I got. The cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. Shout out to Macho Man. All right. Do you guys have anything else to say 
before we wrap this thing up like a baby. Got a meet? Young Cliff? Oh, man, just shout out to Cochran for for, for, your, for your crappy internet, bro. <laughs> it's, it's, it's the university, man. <laughs> it's not even it's, it's not even it's, it's the university. All right. Shout out to, uh, shout out to Apollo Crews. That's all I got. Man. Shout out to Mojo Riley. Um... The ending of this podcast is brought to you by Aaron Hernandez's lawyers. Well, we can get you off of two murders, but you on your own on the third. Good night, everybody. Y'all hold it down, man. Y'all clip out, man.